But you could call me the can man, because anybody can get it. Unbelievable! Dana! 60 G's, baby! Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler! Welcome to episode 31 of the Spitballing Podcast. I'm Luke Byron and today I'm joined by Tom Kennett, uh, half asleep Rory Ford and Keenan Bonner. Uh, to kick us off with this one today, if we just go over the weekend slightly, um, did anyone see Cage Warriors or Bama this weekend? Nope. Nope, didn't want to see your mug on TV. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you've mentioned it. So we had Bama on Friday, which me and our man Troy went to. Troy treated himself to a spliff and a Guinness before we went in <laughs> to uh, the arena. Can't believe you said after, that on there. After we, we were passed around, we went to about eight entrances and they kept passing us to the next entrance, then the next one, the next one. And eventually we found a red carpet, which happened to be the one we had to go in. Of course it did. We This absolute diamond reporter, if, if, if I hope she's listening. <laughs> Grey dress, nice Latina complexion, Julio's for days. <laughs> I hope she's not listening after this. And the back off from another dimension. <laughs> back off. Honestly, there was. There if she's was, not ruled in by that. I don't know what she wanted. There was a there was a point where I was kind of looking. I was doing my my tactical move, which I have. Which, if I want to look at a bird or something that I shouldn't be looking at, then I look the complete opposite direction and then catch it in my turn back round. It's the slyest thing. And then I caught. Well, that's given that up anyway. And then I caught Troy like this. He says, I want to stop looking, but I just can't. <laughs> she was unbelievable. Every time she moved, the whole room was just going like this. Just <laughs> turning with it. And there was a very snobby journalist there, I think it was from The Independent, but I'm not too sure. But he was complaining about everything here, there and everywhere. Complaining that the size of the TV he had to watch it on. When he could have literally walked around to the arena and sat cage side and watched it. Um, but... <laughs> that I've I've retweeted I think a collection of the knockouts on the Spitballing account where just on the course of the main card in Bama there was a knockout via Superman punch, spinning back elbow, uh flying knee. Uh there was Aaron Chalmers like two punch thirty second knockout. And it's been held as one of the greatest cards ever on British soil by Mark Goddard and Ariel Hawani. And then there was Cage Warriors the next day, which was described as the same thing. Come the main event, so in the, in the Indigo, you've got it's like a little like three thousand seat bowl. So on the floor, you can stand around the cage, and up there's like a balcony over the top of it. And we had access to both, but me and Sam sat at the top. We were like right at the top of the balcony, so you could see well over. And they positioned it. I don't know if they did this intentionally or not. There was the Wood fans and the Reed fans, and they'd both come out in force, and they were literally just right next to each other. And then as soon as the entrances started, it just erupted into fury and there was just this mass brawl. <laughs> there was like fully grown women swinging shots. There was people just being crushed. 
there was this one bloke who was proper tubby and he was like pinned on one of the seats and he was flopping his arms back <laughs> like he was it's like a little hedgehog or something little turtle that couldn't get back up and every time you thought it had come back to normal they had to get more like policing. Eventually, they said they had riot police on standby waiting at the entrances because it got that bad. And I was saying, I was like, surely, if you're there to support your mate, the last thing he wants is to look up at his fans and just see them all scrapping as if that's going to get him in the mood. <laughs> then we did have a, a one-round a one war, and the Welsh fans of Reed were all going nuts when it looked like Wood was done. And then when... Uh, Wood has turned it back round. They've all turned round and started giving it back. And so me and Sam got out at that point because I didn't want to be caught in the middle. <laughs> I did fall in love there as well. But honestly, oh, this, this bird had her Julio's out, and I was I was I was looking down like this, and then she caught me, and I, <laughs> and I had to quickly look up and do this. Fast. <laughs> my hand on my head as if I was looking at something far further away. I probably would have had a bit, a, a few more drinks if I hadn't. I bought a beer there, and then I've gone to pay, and I got a five pound fifty cheer. So I don't know what the rest of these people, how they were so loaded up, unless it wasn't on drink. So uh, if we then move on, I've then rushed back from Cage Warriors, and we've got to Canelo Triple G, which honestly, few things have ever made me more angry <laughs> in my life. <laughs> honestly I, if someone could stab me in the leg and I think I would have been less annoyed first of all paying £16 for the pay-per-view to then just be mugged at the end of it which is quite disappointing because the fight was lived up to the expectations and more and then I've just forgotten about all that and the decision everyone has asked me about it today people that don't watch boxing oh what do you think of that decision then that draw I like, why are you doing this to me <laughs> So I watched it with TK. Keenan bought the pay-per-view and fell asleep. And Rory's watched it while drunk, so... So he's so got... bird, Yeah. So. <laughs> so, so, we... so did the judges. <laughs> yeah, so we've got three of four. And then, just to kick us off, where I think the tone is going to be this way before, if you go through the last scorecards of Canelo's fights that have gone to decision... He had a 117-111 card in a close fight against Lara, which some debate that he lost. He had a 119-109 against Cotto. A 114-114 against Floyd, which up until this weekend was probably the worst scorecard I've ever seen. (laughs) And then a 118-110 against Triple G. Oscar dishing out more brown envelopes than a postman. (laughs) It's a joke. He must have. He, I, I said during the fight, he doesn't look that concerned. He must have had his stockings on under his trousers. He had the bag that he was just gently sniffing throughout the fight. And he just. When Canelo said, luck is for the mediocre, my, we know what he meant. <laughs> TK, do you want to. I'm sure you've got a bit to get off your chest here as well. Well, yeah, considering I had bets on pretty much everything other than the draw, I was, um, I was pretty bitter. I won't lie. <laughs> um. How can you how you can look at that fight and see Golovkin winning two rounds is beyond me. It's, it's a joke. I, even the people who say it was like closer than perceived, I still don't see how you couldn't give Triple G at least seven of the rounds. So. Well, no, Adelaide Bird was paid a lot of money for that scorecard. People on Twitter that are scoring it to Canelo, I don't know what their excuse is. It's the <laughs> it's the it's the classic sort of like hipster trying to be different type Literally, of thing. Literally, that's exactly what it completely is. Completely just. Go against the grain type of thing. 
Sorry, I'm breaking the scene. Keenan's sticking back his hair there. That's got me. But it's, there's no doubt Canelo probably, over the course of the fight, landed the more eye-catching shots. Mm-hmm. The highlight reel, if you were going to pick maybe five punches, then he would probably have more on there than Triple G. But I've seen comparisons saying, well, Mayweather wins fight, fights by defence, so why can't Canelo win? Mayweather is still stopping the opponent throwing their punches or at least landing them and he's still landing more than the opponent and Canelo did neither of those things. Yeah, no, he didn't just Floyd didn't just work for 20 or 30 seconds either. He no. actually did work in the round whereas Canelo would come out, do the flashy stuff for about 30 seconds and then yeah. go quiet again. So I'd I'd normally score around someone on kind of clean effective punches, but if it's, it's just against like someone punch. who's completely being outworked and Golovkin was landing punches. Yeah. It's not like it was just wasted pressure. So, no, it, it it's completely ridiculous. And as for what the two are going to do next, I don't know. But if you look at the judging, then Adelaide Bird was the one who scored it 118, 118, 110. Yeah. Then eight days before, we had um, Benavides against Gavril. And I don't know if anyone else has seen the fight, but Gavril was on the back foot boxing well and landing the odd shot throughout the rounds. She scored the fight to uh, Benavides. So there's no consistency, and there's actually a clip of her online talking about how she scores fights. And she says she makes the argument that you can score a fight for someone landing less shots, but they have to have landed to hurt the opponent in with those shots to make it worthwhile. And the other opponent can't completely... She said if someone is literally outlanding you for the entire round and you land one or two, then that is not enough to swing the round in your favour unless you've maybe seriously hurt them. Sounds very sensible. Yeah, which neither happened. She's actually employed to train. I was going to say, she teaches yeah. other like, people to yeah. judge, doesn't she? Jesus Christ. I don't know what she teaches them. Like, yoga on a Tuesday or something. <laughs> she can't teach them any other boxing. She teaches them that open palm technique from Oscar, <laughs> doesn't she? This, this is how you get a cheeky few grand <laughs> out of Oscar. She needs to be hung, drawn and quartered. <laughs> she a is, public execution would satisfy everyone. She does it non-stop. It's not like it's a one-off thing. What was the other high... There was a high-profile one that she completely fights as well. I know... Khan. I, I know that she... She had Khan ahead when he fought Canelo, I think. She had... She had Bernal Hopkins beating Calzaghi. There's, there's another high-profile one. Like she did She did MMA for a bit. It wasn't like Pacquiao Bradley or something, was it? That's what sprung into my head, but yeah. I wanted to double-check that it was before. But... Either either way, she even if it was just this one, oh, they yeah, say yeah. they say about having a one off that uh, how bad a night the office it's, it's a bad night, but it's not as if like it's a math sum that you can get completely wrong, and it's only no. like one calculation. It's you're still sitting and watching the three minutes. Yeah, and I said during the fight, didn't I? I was like, I recognised that woman on the side, but I couldn't work out who it was. So she was literally right in the focus of the camera, watching the fighters. She couldn't have had a better view. She was practically leaning into the ring. I mean, and there's bad nights at the office, and there's bad nights at the office. Yeah. I mean, like, Roy looks like he's had a bit of a tough day today, but a <laughs> night at the office is kind of like if I went into work and shit on the desk and threw it on my manager. Yeah. <laughs> you can't well, really say it's just a bad day. You've had a fucking shit. Well, the thing is, just how bad she is has literally has spared um, Vince Treller because his scorecard of a draw is atrocious in itself. Mm. And round seven, which was Golovkin's most dominant round of the fight, he scored Canelo. Yeah, they both did, didn't they? So yeah, literally, sure. one round difference that he scores correctly, Yeah, and we have a winner. 
Yeah, like I, I said, even looking at it through like Canelo tinted glasses, I don't see how you could no. get anything less than seven rounds of glove. And I think I'd have probably had it eight four. I didn't score it live like you did. Canelo has ducked him for two years, eventually fought him, and he's still lost. The insistence well, from him true. that, like, I mean, figuratively, he's, <laughs> lost, he's, he's lost the fight. There's no more that he could have done. I'm sure, to... I did check his profile earlier on Wikipedia, and it definitely said draw. Go back to sleep. <laughs> That's a roll. Then. This. Well, just I said during the Ward Kovalev fight that you can twist CompuBox stats to go your way. Oh, yeah. yeah. But when you double it, then with the eye test, it's not like we're. You know, people do it for football and they try and convince you, say, that Coquelin is better than Iniesta just by saying, <laughs> yeah. look, he's got more interceptions and you just get rid of the other stats. Yeah. But he's outlanded, outthrown, outworked, outmaneuvered, outpunched, and outsmarted the opponent for the whole thing. There's literally three rounds where Kelly just ran around the ring. Yeah. There seems to be his perception as well that he won the first three and the last three Canelo, whereas I thought 10 and 11, yeah. Golovkin was chasing him down, doing most of the work, Canelo didn't do much and no. saved it for the last round where I he gave, actually did answer. On, on my card, which I'm not saying is gospel, but <laughs> I gave Canelo the first two and I gave him the last. And you could probably made an argument for the 11th just about, but mm. that's if you're trying to give him the round. Yeah, absolutely. So what do we think they should do next? Because... I don't want to see him face Canelo again next because the exact same thing is going to happen and he's going to have lost slightly more of a step. Canelo will probably learn a bit more as well. His punch resistance is... I'm not saying he's going to get chinned all of a sudden, but it's going to have, it's going to have gone down slightly, isn't that it? That can't have helped, can it? That's no. A, he took an unbelievable amount of shots. So, but then Canelo has now said, I, I'm the one in control here. I don't have to fight him next. Of course he is. So, um... Saunders is apparently asking for ridiculous money. Obviously. <laughs> Cotto claims he wants the fight. I'm not sure that's going to happen. <laughs> he wants none of that. Cotto <laughs> not about 70. He's, not, he's, <laughs> he's having one more fight he's on December one more. 2nd. I don't think he wants it to be getting iced by Triple G. Oh. Remember, makes me, it makes me sick. <laughs> we'll, have a bur- we'll have a buried alive. He just hits you with that right hand and just, fo- he just flop into a car. <laughs> It makes me so sick. So, yeah, like I said, Canelo ran flat out for free. He got beaten up for another four, and he lost a couple of other close ones. I don't know how you give him ten rounds. I don't even know how you give him six rounds. No, I can't I can't make a case for it. It's not like they were hard rounds to score, like they were close rounds. He was literally being bullied around the ring, swinging just to keep himself active and just to get himself out of a corner. The only thing that I... If I could have changed something and I would have said Golovkin, well neither of them really went to the body, Canelo went to the body better than Golovkin mm. Golovkin landed 210 shots to the head and only 8 to the body so it's pretty clear and he used to be such like a body snatcher yeah he is I don't, yeah, I don't know why he didn't commit to the body more no, very strange I mean Canelo was tucked up but at least then he's landing some he's mixing it up he's making him think a bit more than just tucking in tight yeah, and Canelo slowed as the fight went on. You'd have fought more shots to the body. You'd have tested out the gas tank a bit. People have questioned it before. Yeah, and I dread to think who Canelo will fight next. It will be... Whoever so- they fight, either one, aren't going to be that great. You wouldn't imagine. Chavez too. <laughs> oh, who, no. who, else can, who else can he fight unless it's Saunders? I don't want to hear even talking about the Charlos either. 
Well, no, because neither of them are going to fight the Chuck. No one's going anywhere near Jamal Charlie. No, he's, he's a scary bloke. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Canelo Lemieux and Golovkin Jacobs too. <laughs> oh, my God. No, no, no. That's bad matchmaking if you're all triple G. It is, but he, he has to, he's not like he's got people queuing up to face him. No. For triple G, is Danny Jacobs like two? Is that not just a huge step back? Like it's, it's just a banana skin, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, I mean Canelo, Canelo Lemieux, Lemieux. Sorry, I can never pronounce his name right. I think that would be a bit decent fight. No, it's him ducking Golovkin if he <laughs> if he doesn't take the fight next. He should be asking for the fight next, and Golovkin should be saying, "All right, I'm picking the judges. I'm picking the referee." He's the champion. Yeah, I'm not arguing. He ain't getting it. I'm not arguing that point with you. I just think Canelo no. Lemieux as a as a standalone fight would be a good. Would be a very good twelve rounds of boxing. The, the thing is, it's it's a good fight, but it's kind of like Golovkin Lemieux in that it's a good fight, but we know who the winner's going to be. Yeah, I understand. It's mm-hmm. sort of like just seeing how big a test he can give, or yeah. how how far he can go. Yeah, it'll just be fun while it lasts, but we we'll know the outcome. Canelo, Danny Jacobs, maybe if if he takes. You're going to say Canelo, Danny Jacobs is, but they're not going to go anywhere near Danny. Canelo Jacobs. Saunders, I'd settle with if I had to. Settle. With. Well, I want it, fight. <laughs> I want Golovkin to get all the belts. So I want Golovkin Saunders. Yeah, yeah, true. I say because then you did also say you don't want Golovkin Canelo, so then you don't want any fight. <laughs> I want Canelo. <laughs> I want Canelo buried. <laughs> Him wow. after the fight, claiming he won at least eight rounds. Is pretty outrageous, yeah. <laughs> My face was just screwing up more and more and more and more and more and more. The thing is, imagine if Glovkin had got the win, Canelo would have been there like, we need to get this rematch, I won at least yeah. eight of those rounds, what is this? Well, he's ducked him for two years, he may as well make it a bit longer now, now he's felt the power. Him saying that he doesn't have any power. <laughs> I Canelo did better than I thought he would with his footwork, mm. but he's just had a robbery, I'm not giving him any credit for surviving for 12 rounds. So a lot of the Mexican fans started cheering yes. Triple G and booing yeah. when Canada came on. So they, they don't turn easy. Real Mexican style. Real Mexican style. I mean, that, shoot. that did rattle me when he said, I thought we were going to have a real yeah. Mexican fight. Yeah, Canelo's not just going to stand in the pocket no, with one of the biggest uh, power punches agree, in the that, whole of the world. That that annoys me no matter which fighter it is. But as soon as it's you say, reach, isn't it? before a fight, when you like, don't run, don't run. And it's like, well, this, this isn't just rock'em, sock'em robots. <laughs> No, it's it is a bit of a reach, isn't it? Is that, yeah. Oh, he didn't fight. He ran. People always said it with Floyd, didn't they? And yeah. Then, well, he outboxed you for twelve. Yeah. Months, so. But then Canelo wasn't doing much. He was avoiding the shots, and he'd land one, and then he would just. I don't know if it was admiring his own work or if it was get me out of here quick before he can land another. And it is smart from Triple G in a way as well because no one, no Mexican wants to get called out on being no. a runner. So and there was if you get getting booed, plus he's getting called out for that. Yeah. It will damage his ego. There was there was a few times where it did look like. Golovkin hurt him as well, wasn't there? Yeah, or at least yeah, buzzed him. Yeah, you're going to say no one was really properly wobbled, were they? Which is ridiculous from some yeah, of the punches. I know. But, yeah, you, you, I think you saw with both of them kind of winced a little bit. It annoys me that, which I don't, I didn't really expect any different, but Golovkin's getting more credit for taking that punch from Canelo than he is for pummeling him for about nine rounds. Because obviously that hasn't sold as well as we said it should have, but yeah, no. People are forgetting about the fight and just yeah. remembering Golovkin took a lot of shots. Controversial decision. People start rewriting history already to say, yeah. that, "Oh, well, it was probably a bit closer than we thought." Exactly. Anyway, and a little bit like with Frochko's one, where it started with, um, yeah. 
oh, he's outrageous. Can't believe he stoppage. And then it turned into, well, he oh, well, he was going anyway. Yeah. He, and then, oh, look at the second fight. Exactly the same thing would have happened, even though two different fights. Yeah. But... I mean, should we get on to Saunders then? We won't spend too long on it. But <laughs> Not too much to talk about. No, Monroe didn't do what he said he was going to do in the build-up. He said, you're going to come over there. I think he said you're going to kick his ass about eight times. Uh, the most fun part of the whole fight was Billy Joe's son. Oh, okay, <laughs> we'll get on to that now. Luke didn't need an invite on that one. <laughs> if a puppy or a dog continually attacks people, oh, it's no. put down. <laughs> this isn't the first time he's done this. He's had that taste. He's had that taste for blood. Honestly, put the kid down. It's just <laughs> most. Oh no, you can you can say so. I'm not willing to endorse that comment because no, I, I, I don't want my house firebombed. It, it doesn't represent the views of the spitball. I'm pod. just saying. I don't need that petrol bomb in my life. Well, <laughs> Golovkin, uh, not Golovkin. Saunders can say I don't understand why people give gypsies such a bad rap. I don't understand why people are always so racist to me. Look back through his track record. He's now slated blacks, gays, transgenders, Jews and Muslims. Yeah, it's not on. And he talks down when someone calls him a jippo or a pikey. Come on. Neither of them are nice things to say. Come on. But you bring it on yourself when he acts like this. William Monroe said that his son, after already hitting him down low, has dropped an N-bomb on him. Jesus. He said Ingle said it as well, so we won't. Oh, yeah, I'd be surprised at that. But well, yeah, it's probably steroid still. rage. You've seen what he's on. He's a fifty-year-old man. <laughs> it's fake tanning juice to the gills, taking selfies in his pants. <laughs> it oh. is. It is grim up north. That's what I was saying. You got to do something. Be, just as a, just on a separate point, when Ingles was training in Kelbrook, can you imagine? He still is. He still is. Sorry. Do, yeah. you know, do you imagine if that's true that he did come out and say that? And prior to Saunders, probably still now. He the biggest fighter that he was training. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he's he, being black. Do you imagine how that would work? Um, it's crazy. Particularly difficult with Saunders as homophobic. Yeah, <laughs> and that's stabbing in Tenerife. Well, this this could, this could go back actually. Uh, some of the tweets I saw, someone said someone said Adelaide Birds um, scored the fight to Kelbrook in Tenerife. <laughs> someone tweeted that she scored um, Hiroshima to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw several others which That's what Twitter was made probably for. aren't suitable for for <laughs> daytime viewing. Yeah. Yeah, everything's been very appropriate so far. Saunders is definitely Saunders is definitely on the gear as well. <laughs> One calling it hundred percent. He shifted some weight. He was fat a month ago, he's come back now, he's abs you could grate a block of cheese on. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got stamina for days. You want to get up there now and see what it's all about. <laughs> and he's rooming with Kit Galahad. <laughs> as long as it's not his brother, he'll be fine. He's got a mini bar in his he's house. Like, Wash your protein shakes. <laughs> as long as he doesn't eat any steak, he'll be alright. Don't eat a wild boar like Tyson did. Yeah, look, I've, I've got no interest in Saunders' next fight unless it's against Golovkin, Saunders, or Eubank. He's now been a world champion for two years, and his best opponent is William Monroe Jr., yeah, who quit fantastic. against Triple G. He literally said no more. <laughs> that was a shock of a fight to watch, rather. Yeah, did I know. Not, did not gel at all. It's horrible. Oh, uh, I mean. Oh wow! <laughs> stop rocking your chair and stop breaking wind on the podcast. <laughs> and we're talking. Um, does anyone else have any 
and they would rather see Saunders in next other than those three because I'm not happy unless he's fighting anyone. I don't want Lemieux doesn't excite me with Saunders because he's gonna outbox him. I don't even want to hear your suggestion, Luke, because it'll probably be something like a car crash. <laughs> I've just said Golovkin, Canelo, or Eubank, and all three of them beat him. Eubank, yeah, he really beat him. Eubank, come on, Eubank beats him now. Come on, Look, just because you met his dad once <laughs> and interviewed him twice. But if uh, get Eubank on the gear for that fight as well, and just he. Who wants it? Cause he was slating this the other week. I don't want to see who's on the best gear. Yeah, now he's saying, look, I just want to see who's on the best gear. Well, I want the people who've been on the gear to suffer at the hands of their own medicine. You are a nasty piece of work. All right, let's uh, then move on slightly more. So we've got Callum Smith against Eric Scoglins, which I think TK is the only one who's seen at the table. I was okay. away. Keenan was pretending to work. Rory was... Drinking, no doubt. <laughs> You'd be correct. Bad habit, that. Make it sound like a, a problem. It is a problem. It's about one. It's, it's an Adrian Broner. Um, well, actually, before, we, we, we mentioned William Monroe before, just as a slight tangent. Did anyone see the Rockhold David Branch fight on Saturday? Yeah. What are your thoughts on a fighter tapping due to strikes? Uh, yeah, I was a bit surprised when I saw that he won by submission. I was expecting a nice guillotine or something like that. I rewatched the fight and I was like, oh, he must just lock in a rear naked choke any second. Any Pushed second, then no, no, no. You've no. heard my thoughts. I mean, he's, not, going any, he's not gone anywhere else, is he? I mean, he's only going to keep taking those shots until the ref comes in. You take it until the ref comes in. When you're getting paid that kind of money, I don't want to see you quitting. How much was he getting paid? Yeah, I would question you that. You can't go well. on TV saying, I'm going to beat the shit out of him. And all this kind of thing. He came out with some awful trash talk, which I can't remember specifically what it was. But he came out with some awful, something about making him work for the colonel after or something like that. And then no <laughs> one even reacted to it. But yeah, my my view is you can tap due to strikes, but I don't want to hear you call yourself a warrior. I don't want to hear anyone call you a warrior. And I don't want you to get any credit for it. Bit of credit to uh, David Branch for tapping there and not taking any more damage. No, smart, <laughs> smart fight. No, I know, I know what you mean, but at the same time, I think he's not going anywhere else, is he? Listen, Kelbert's still got him riled. That's what it is. Listen to Eubank Senior's speech on fighters and quitting. Give you goosebumps. I'd rather not listen to the man. But you heard it, Keith. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with. I actually agree with the principle, but I think there are certain exceptions. Like if you look, especially boxing wise, look at the injuries that people have been caused. Go back twenty years ago, Watson. Um, even go back a bit further, McGuigan versus Young Ali. Um, I mean, McGuigan. I mean, Young Ali ended up dying, but again, he wanted to quit. He wanted to quit, and his corner sent him back out. And stuff like that. There are exceptions. There are exceptions to that rule. Really, funny to Kevin. Is it? Is it not an insult to those fighters when you quit where they didn't? No. No, you got to take. I'm just got to take the example you, of, of just history. Just no, I don't. I don't think it's an insult to those fighters. You've got to live to. It's just now an income. Boxing being the business that it is, you've got to got to save yourself and save that income. If you're not fighting, you're not training. You're not earning. Simple as that. If you can't fight again, you can't earn again in that way. Some boxers, that's all they. That's all they know how to do. So what do you do? Just think. Oh, that's it. I'm all right. I'll take another few right no, hooks and I'll get another payday. I'm sick of this. <laughs> Why do people say boxing's a business, not a sport? It's a sport. We don't praise footballers for going. 
Oh, you go get that money. Don't don't fight. Don't play on that day. You deserve to hold out. Get that extra couple of hundred grand. Boxers are there. It's a sport. Take your licks. <laughs> fight again, or you're done. We'll move on. Smith's Gogland. <laughs> TK, do you want to give us a quick run through? Yeah, I didn't think the fight was. I didn't think Smith looked as bad as some people have made out since. I thought it was a good fight. The sort of test he maybe should have had a little bit before in his career, but Scoglin did actually look better than I thought as well. Could box well, great job. Punched a little bit harder than I thought as well, I think. And he was actually a big guy. I he only looks a little bit smaller because Smith's so big. Against most super middles, he'll be a big guy, 6-1. Previously fought a light heavy and cruiser. So I, th- I thought it was a good test for Smith. Yeah. He got blooded up on the nose a bit. Might have broke his nose, not sure. He looked like he had a bit of trouble breathing. Uh, but the fact he was able to get through it, I thought it was a maybe something that people have overlooked a little bit, and the fact that his power did carry on late in the yeah. fight, I think it's worth looking at. He is very hitable, though, isn't he? Smith. Yeah. Yeah, and quite upright for guys six foot three. So, do we not think? So, I know you said he carries his power late, but do you mm-hmm. not think anyone with a good jab is going to crucify him? I saw Frampton's in the studio at for the fight, and he said, "I'd imagine George Groves would be licking his lips at it because yeah. obviously his jab um, probably." carries more power than Scott yeah. obviously got a lot more experience probably a little bit quicker more skillful so you'd think he'd cause him all sorts of trouble but then Smith does cause Groves problems of his own and he's barely committed to the body against Scott Lee, which I was surprised by I'd, if he does more against Groves then it's different I'd bet Eubanks to beat him as well because he's not just going to wipe Eubank out so. no and he's going to keep going and yeah. he's going to hit him that would be a great fight that would be great uh, I, think DeGale, be I think DeGale murders him that's again interesting because if you're that hittable and that precise, that quick, the girl takes those rests though. But I don't Smith's think Callum Smith's going to make him work for the whole no, round either. That's it. I don't know whether he's going to put out such a high work. I think Smith is a little bit unfortunate in that he does have skills that people do overlook, yeah. and that he does use the reach and stuff more than people realise. Do you not but. think with Groves's uh, kind of the myths about him? Gallagher is quite literally going to say, tuck up for six rounds, he'll gas. Yeah, definitely. 100% that would be the plan, wouldn't it? Oh, Groves, oh, I'm dreaming about it now. He'll take his head off. <laughs> take his head off? You heard other... Martin Murray say about Groves' power. Yeah. yeah. And Smith, is, I don't, he's yet to be hit by any, any particularly powerful puncher. It's true. He did eat a couple of good shots in this one, whereby yeah, I'm... I thought clean shots, I thought he might struggle with and he yeah I'm alright so I don't know I'm quite gutted that I couldn't watch it live because boxing is one of those where I I don't really see the appeal of watching it back when you know the result if it's going to decision because you're not really getting the thrill of the twists and turns when you know you know the outcome yeah yeah no, I, I can watch a fight back but it's not the same appeal yeah I think it's I'll, worth a watch I think I think I will watch it back at some point more to form an opinion in the future. It did turn into quite a good scrap as well, because, in yeah, the middle rounds. I'm going off what we spoke about on Saturday night and what I've seen other people, but I know Twitter is literally a home of overreactions. Particularly, obviously, the Smith Brothers thing. Yeah. There does tend to be a fair bit of hate. Rightly so in a lot of cases, but I don't think Callum's done probably a, a lot to deserve. I'm pretty sure Keenan really likes them. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, there's no, <laughs> no argument. I, 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 I liked him from when I watched, watched his debut, for looks a bit. I think he's... I think he's got enough about him to go and become the most successful out of the, out of the brothers. And I think he's probably the least offensive. Yeah, I don't really, 
have too much of an issue with Callum apart from after the Liam Smith fight. I know with Liam Williams, I know you're going to back your brother, but he came across like an absolute bellend when he was on the. He was doing a good Paul Smith impression, wasn't he? Yeah, Paul Smith is literally Paul Smith and Joe Gallagher <laughs> are like a match made in heaven. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Stephen and Callum. I think they both come across okay. Just to sort of pull it back, one um, you mentioned, obviously De Gale. I think think De Gale Smith, very very good fight. Yeah, I don't know if he don't know. Do this De Gale now really impress? Again, when he fought Jack, impressed me. I was I watched that and I was like, oh, this is <laughs> this is that's the actual noise that came out of my mouth during some of the rounds. I was like, wow, this is so different to what I've seen of De Gale before. And I think now if shape he's in. Once obviously the dental works um, <laughs> and he's ready to can get back in the ring without the, the false ones falling out, um, it'll give Smith a very good fight. Eubank, I don't know if Eubank destroys him like Byron seems to be in in the full belief of like shaking his little head now. No, don't, um, I don't think Eubank destroys him. I think Groves under Gale do. I think Eubank beats him. Groves, I, I, I think. I what, think you're what right. You're saying here with Groves. Yeah, <laughs> If you hear some tears in a minute, it might just be because I accidentally insult George Groves in Byron's presence. TK's in the same boat. Oh, you're not, are you? Oh, Christ. We've got a hater here. No, no, just, just, I just don't, I don't know, I don't get the buzz about him in the same way you two. You two absolutely buy <laughs> Byron especially just buys into it. I'm not saying anything negative, I just don't quite. Well, you said you liked the Smith brothers a minute ago. So <laughs> I, said I, I said I liked one of them. I said he was the least offensive, actually. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I honestly think his own mum doesn't really like him. He probably tolerates him at family gatherings. But Groves, I think, po- po- poses a big challenge because, as you say, a strong jab. He'll work hard. He'll pressure. I think he'll pressure him, and he's got to do a lot to take that jab off Groves for twelve rounds. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to weigh you down. If he moves now, moves to the body as well. Be interesting to see Callum Smith take big shots to the body. I know you said he took a few clean shots mm-hmm. upstairs on Saturday. Yep. It'd be interesting just to see how he works with a big one, down, big hit downstairs and if he can <gasps> take it, take the air back into his lungs yeah. and move. I didn't know what was going on then when you made that. <laughs> right, if, if we look ahead then to another fight, then we have um, Joseph Parker defending his WBO heavyweight world title against Huey Fury this Saturday on YouTube pay-per-view. <laughs> Which has now been said is actually fifteen pounds. They've put it up by five pounds. Fifteen quid. They said you should have got on the early bird price if you really, if you wanted it. It's that oh, good of a fight. There were so many up. people getting yeah. on it. Obviously, that um, first of all, I'm, I'm interested what people's thoughts are on YouTube pay per view because for me, I'm going to buy it. I'm quite ashamed to say it, but I feel like ninety percent of people, if you're going to watch it on your PC anyway, then they're going to stream it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. Um, I don't, I don't have a problem with necessarily the pay, like the platform, but fifteen pound for that. Yeah, they're gonna murder pay per view again. It's it kind of got to the point where they couldn't do pay per views anymore on Sky Sports because there would be too many bad shows, and now we're just gonna have far too many that people aren't gonna carry on coughing. Up. Boxing fans being exploited again. You said it before. The worrying thing is they know they're going to get that hardcore number that buy every pay-per-view. I don't so even know if they're going to buy this one. Wow. Who's going to buy this on this YouTube? One, Joe Murray, fun little fighter, but he's chief support. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying, but I still think they're going to have that. They're going to have so many people who are like, oh, I have to watch it because it's for a heavyweight title. Yeah, TK is yeah. going to split it with me. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I won't come round for it. Double header, that, we, that and Campbell Linares. That's okay, but 
least that's not pay per view. Campbell and Ares think could be. Hey. I think could be good. We we'll get onto that. Oh, okay. right. he, he was worried then. Oh. We don't want to disrupt the formula. <laughs> um, we won't spend. Schedules, we won't spend too long. Um, who are we picking in uh, Parker against Huey Fury? I think it could actually be maybe a little bit closer than some people think. Oh, I, I, I don't think he's going to be like a pushover either way. I saw a picture of him next to him. He looks quite a bit taller. He also does have possibly the worst resume in British boxing. How on earth <laughs> Team Fury can criticise AJ's opposition <laughs> when the best win on his on his uh, sheet is against Fred Cassie? That was, so, that was such a bad fight as well. So bad. It is. Uh, I was trying to think of things to say about Huey Fury earlier. He, he needs... Up until the fight, to just lie in a pit of pseudocreme <laughs> until fight night. He's horrific. Then PDs. <laughs> He's calling out jokes cheats everywhere. Eh? No, I feel quite bad because I, I do have a signed Tyson Fury glove upstairs, despite <laughs> not liking him. At least you're honest. To be fair, he would tell you to sell that. You ever seen that video where he's just with yeah. the fans and yeah. he's like, "Bring old boxes." Sell these on the sell these <laughs> online. I actually disagree with doing that though, so I prefer it when they put my name and he hasn't. He's put Tyson too fast fury. So you can sell it. There you go. Take uh, it taking us a good few years old, he's not, not too fast for, <laughs> for anything these days, is he? Fast food fury, that's a bloody well, he, He's got he's got his uh, hearing next month where he says people are stopping in boxing. I I think the fact he's about eight stone overweight is what's stopping in boxing just nah. as much. Heavyweight's heavyweight. Doesn't matter what he comes no in. No upper on. limit. No. Yeah. Honestly, he comes in and throws that jab. He's got that, <laughs> that unorthodox footwork. Them angles. <laughs> Looks like he's eating a hippo. He'll break a leg if he starts doing that footwork. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started on that. When he claimed an injury to Duck Vlad and then went out on the piss at the Euros, jumping about on his injured foot. But school Vlad. Oh, the boys, wasn't he? I digress. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm going with Parker. Sure. Um, well. I think Parker has beaten Takam and Ruiz, and I'll take that over a win against Fred Cassie, so I'll go with the more proven guy. And I think Parker is seeing their money fights in the distance. He knows if he gets past this, then he has a guaranteed money fight next. He can get ice by AJ. Yeah, he'll have AJ or he might even have Bellew. Yeah, yeah, you could see that. Or I've already seen him talk Dylan, about Hay, actually. The villain. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. apparently they've Hay signed won. a deal that Hay gets the winner of this. Very surprising. Wow. Particularly if it's obviously Fury, bearing in mind yeah, but I don't past. Well, that, that's where they were pictured. Huey and uh, Peter were pictured with Hay. With hay. I saw... Because Tyson hay, said they I were snakes. I did see a Hay interview where he talks up the Fury camp as well, yeah, which may be in the case... Tyson something. said they were snakes. He called them snakes? Yeah. He what, tweeted... Peter and Huey? Yeah. He's saying after the, way they've treat, after the way he's been treated by Hay, for them to go and break bread with him, as he said, is disgusting. So if he is going to fight... Who's He's not having <laughs> He's fucked if that's the case. The lone man. Well, no, Huey didn't call him a snake. Uh, Tyson called him a snake. That's what I mean. No, no, that's yeah, if Tyson comes back... Oh, well, it, it, yeah, you can't believe a word. He says he's retired about eight times. <laughs> <laughs> he's still retired, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's still retired now, isn't he? No, he's begging today for his <laughs> licence back. TK, who are you picking? Uh, I'll go Parker on work rate, I think. I'll go with the decision. I don't think he maybe hits as hard as maybe first build when he first came no. out. I think me and Troy Fury definitely this. doesn't Fury definitely doesn't hit hard, so I can see a decision, I think. Yeah, me and Troy were saying this when 
when you see the clips of Parker online, he looked like this absolute monster from overseas, and he was going to be in this huge mega fight with AJ. Yeah, they both carry a lot of power, and that was kind of what his build does. Now it's more. Parker throws a lot of combos, does a, nice, a lot of nice work. And yeah, I think that'll be what wins in it against Huey. But yeah, because Huey's power for a heavyweight is pretty abysmal. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Um, anyone else wish to put a prediction in? Just Parker. I'm not going to say much more. I think yeah, Parker's better than Fury in pretty much all areas. Underrated in some ways. We'll, we'll make that unanimous then. I would go Parker as well. Um, I think my only issue with Fury is watching a couple of his fights. I think he's just trying to be a budget Tyson. Mm. He's trying to box at them unorthodox angles and use that jab like Tyson did against Klitschko. Which is fine if you've got it, but he doesn't quite make it work. I actually think as an orthodox boxer, if he stands, just his, his footwork's not actually that bad. But if he stands hands hands not high, I'm not just hands in his normal guard and throws a jab, throws a jab, moves. You're right, he's not powerful, but he can box. He's he's, in, he's fairly intelligent. I, but I think Parker will go and outwork him. I think he'll I think he'll just just move around him because he I think he's probably going to come in looking fitter. The one thing you say about Parker, he might not carry that monster power. That people expected off him, but he does always come in, comes in in good shape. Yeah. Um, well, I think he does. I'm not, I mean, I might be wrong, but I always think he comes in looking in decent shape. And I think he'll probably move around Huey for for twelve rounds in his TK. So I think he'll probably take the unanimous decision, if I'm honest. San, let's move on. Oh, so shit. now we've had Canelo Golovkin. What are we saying is the next fight in boxing. So we had Mayweather Pacquiao, then we had Kyle Golovkin, and now what is like the... Mayweather v. McGregor. The fight. We won't go to you. So. <laughs> TK, kick us off. You're probably starting to look at the heavyweights now. If yeah. that's the case in terms of mega fights, it, sound, it sounds a bit sort of desperate, but AJ Wilder would be huge. AJ Wilder would be top of my list. Would be right up there. Um, other than that, you're probably looking at Lomachenko against someone like <gasps> Um, um, well, I, but then, for example, him against Mikey Garcia, I love that. But is that, but is that a big, big fight like Canelo Triple G, for example? I thought not really. Spence Thurman. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because like Americans love Spence and they do tune in for Thurman. So I like Spence Crawford as well. If he yeah. steps up to the that's a genuine pick and fight. Yeah. Um, they do love Loma, don't they? So yeah, don't quite know. I can't quite work out what... They love Pacquiao. I remember that fight was being spoken about, but I don't think you can call that the fight. I think the fight has to be at least near the top of the division, which yeah. Pacquiao isn't until he gets another winner. Not he certainly he... isn't down there either. Got Jeff Horn, Bradley Skeet. That seems the <laughs> natural destination. Um, other ones I took down is I think you could still build Kovalev Stevenson. I'm surprised I hasn't been talked about more. Well, I think it's Stevenson wouldn't fight him with a belt, so why is he going to fight him without them? <laughs> yeah, true. Um... Leo Santa Cruz against Gary Russell Jr. down the weights could be a fun one, but still, I'm kind of it's picking okay. at straws. I'm okay fight, isn't it? picking at straws there. They just made another big one, Loma. Yeah, Loma versus Rigo, I've said before, doesn't really uh, get my gooch tingling. <laughs> the... it's, a, it's a good fight, though. It's a big fight. But Loma's so it's much bigger than him. Well. When you see them stood face to face, then it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think I've really clocked how. I didn't, and I didn't until I saw someone put like a picture where they put the two together to show how much bigger Loma will be. Always reliable, though. No, but even if you look at the two heights on paper, then it's 
It's ridiculous. Yeah, Rigo is a small guy. Um, what about Inoue versus Brung Versailles? That's become a big fight, hasn't it? Yeah. Off the back of him beating Chocolatier. Yeah. If Gonzalez had gone in there and wiped him out, then him and Inoue is suddenly a big fight. There's no bigger fight in Asia, is there? Because Yamanaka's lost. Zhu Shimin's done. Your boy. Yeah, my boy. Another one of his boys. But <laughs> I'd love somebody to go through the pods and do a list of Byron's boys. <laughs> if it ever goes to court. <laughs> There's a Byron's lot of boys boy, on that list. Boys sounds like a danger. <laughs> imagine if your kid said he was joining Byron's boys? So no, no, you're not, mate. No, you ain't. We'll get you to scouts or something instead. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take you to Sunday school. <laughs> <laughs> He's got holes in Peter Park. <laughs> Wow. I, I think I was getting cut. I'm the only one of us four with a clean police record, and we'll leave it there. <laughs> I want to be a solicitor. Oh. <laughs> All right. Anyone have any other fights to mention, or shall we just? Are you giving a mention to Campbell and I, or what? We can do. Um, Me v Damian Meyer in a kickboxing match. You That's been rumoured. It's a long-held grudge match. <laughs> it's been rumoured. I think Campbell will do better than expected, but I do think he gets stopped. Ooh. One that Byron's taken down, but hasn't mentioned, and he's very exciting, is Garcia Linares. I think, I think that's absolutely... Yeah, true. I think, I think that is mustard. That's, that's yep. go-to wartime. That's, that's hard work. Yeah, agree. Linares watched him fight Crawler twice. Um... Really like Linares. Like, he, was close, like, he was so he just put in a mask cast and it's the crawler the second fight I fought especially, he just took him to school. It was it was like it was actually beautiful to watch. So quick as well. Yeah. I don't feel in the flesh I don't see someone that quick, I don't think. Linares has got it all. He's got the speed, he's got the power and he's got the bird on his arm. I knew you were gonna say that. He's gonna say Julio's any second is <laughs> waiting for it. Wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> I do I do like a nice Eastern European as well. And that's what you, she's got that look. You're essentially just covering the globe. Just, <laughs> a Latino bird, an Eastern European bird. He basically just likes something he can get sent to him in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he wants. Is that Calvin Harris song, isn't he? There's certain continents. Not quite a fan of. Why don't you name it? It's Lynx, a type of one. <laughs> we'll leave it there. Anyone have any other fights I want to mention, or will say now if you could make one of the fights we've made, what would it be? TK, bang. Uh, I'll go Spence Furman. I like that. I like that a lot. Rory. AJV Barnes. <laughs> Keenan. Garcia Linares. Oh, I'm going AJ Wilder. They, I don't think there's a bigger fight for me. AJ. You want him iced, don't you? No, no. You want him iced. AJ's the biggest draw in boxing. No, oh, I'd love to see AJ. The one I'd like to see most of all, AJV Fury. There we go. <laughs> yeah, if he comes back, that, that, was, that is the biggest fight. Imagine the press conferences for that. Fury just be mugging him, <laughs> and AJ would just be there, just being like trying to be really nice. There's one thing I hate is when we say, "Imagine the press conferences." That Come means on. it's not going to be a good fight. No, that doesn't necessarily not in that case. When Fury stops him, it would be a good fight. Stop. TK, quick, just a quick question. Wilder, Wilder v AJ, how good a fight do you actually think that is? I understand it's a big draw, big money, but I don't know how good a fight I think it would be. It's 
The modern day Hagler Hearns. <laughs> Hagler. Well, the first one he lands goes, so it's not going to be Hagler Hearns, is it? I so, know it's Byron's house, but can we just ask him to leave for <laughs> that? That's horrendous. Well, I, someone's I made going the comment in it last week that I hate when people say it. So, okay. Listen to this one. I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> Honest. <laughs> it's a great fight, and it's some, someone is going to go. You, I can't see how they won't, but someone's got to get knocked out. <laughs> but, but we like. But, that's like saying we like a fight of time because somebody might go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch it. I'm not going to pay for it. We'll leave that one there. <laughs> Announced last week that the date of the transfer window will now be changing and it will close the Thursday before the start of the season. So I've seen uh, a couple of people having debates on this. Do we think it's a good idea or a bad idea and is it good or bad for the Premier League? Rory, you've been uh, quiet so far. Kick us off. Yeah, I would personally say it's not the best of ideas. I mean, I know it doesn't happen all that often, but what do you do if, say, two games into the season you get an injury to your first-choice keeper or you get you know, an injury to what you perceive is going to be your top goal scorer for the, for the season? You don't Tough have luck. that availability to go out and buy you know, buy the players that you, you so wish to go and get. Um, I would personally say that who doesn't like a bit of deadline day drama when somebody's panicked by him because they've started the season slightly worse than they expected? Um, I do find it strange that they've made the move. I, I mean, I understand why, but more my problem is the fact that they do, or they now previously have, I suppose we're going to have to get used to saying, had the international break when the transfer window's finishing. I'd say that's more of an issue than exactly when it is sort of three games into the season. Uh, I mean, you go back to the days when they never even used to have like any end to the transfer window, mm. but suddenly you know they've put that up through all, all four divisions and stuff now. I think it screws over the big clubs, but helps the little ones. It's going to help the little clubs to keep hold of their players because they're not going to have players like Van Dijk sitting out mm. by protesting, saying they're not going to yeah. play in the team. But then, in terms of the big clubs, so their examples were Coutinho and Alexis this transfer window. You could be two games into the season, the Spanish window, the Italian window, and the French window still open, and they're still able to buy our players, and then you have no way of replacing them. And it's all well and good saying, well, once that window's shut, you've just got to hold tight, but it doesn't quite work like that, does it? So you might still have your players sulking and tantruming for those mm. two weeks or whatever it is. That's the problem, isn't it? It's, if it's going to be done, it's kind of got to be a universal thing, and I don't know how they're going to be able to enforce that. No. because. You would just have it would just be more even so more so than now. It would just be Spanish clubs cherry picking who they yeah. want. Madrid and Barcelona have a field day, like like they don't already. But, yeah, I know. And then if you do sell them late on in August, so then you've what you've just got your money, and then you wait till January. Yeah. Do you? At which point everyone knows you've got money as well. The only plus is selfishly as an Arsenal fan, at least I'll know now if we're going to be prepared for the season because usually. One side in a couple of weeks in, and then it's nothing, and then they say, "Oh, we're going to prepare in the first couple of weeks." So at least you'll know heading into the season whether to expect anything decent or to bury your head in the sand for a year. But then, if the team shits out for the first couple of games, maybe you'll be thinking, "Oh, I wish we had a chance window to sign a couple more players." I wish that anyway, and it doesn't. It doesn't matter because not not necessarily for Arsenal. I mean, teams yeah. in general who might actually sign someone later than Arsenal. I, that's what I mean. I, it, it's going to be beneficial to the smaller clubs who are trying to keep hold of players, and it's going to screw over the teams that want to have the extra few weeks to go after players mm-hmm. and to keep hold of their big players. Yeah, the thing with the international break—that's part of the entertainment as well. 
I like the idea yeah. of Mares having to go out of the Algeria squad, and just hanging around airports, and <laughs> just, that was a joke. <laughs> deciding where to go. Stories like that are part of the magic. Yes, yeah, it's a common sense decision, probably because yeah, it probably does make sense in theory to have it before the season starts, get everything in place. Yeah, you don't have the instability. But from an entertainment point of view, whether you like it or not, transfer deadline day is a kind of entertainment in itself. And two, we're being exposed to leagues abroad who can take who they want in the yeah. worst time. They can take who they want. Um, so that if we move on then to where teams now have the players that they want, then uh, we've got the Champions League. So if we make some early picks here, we've had the first games of the group stage. Um, How did Arsenal there's go something on? about the, the that just doesn't seem as interesting this year. I'm not sure if you heard me. How did Arsenal go on? I asked Luke. I told you, it's the, uh, the Europa League is now the premier competition in Europe. <laughs> That's not, not even worth like. Arsenal, don't even entertain it. Arsenal don't entertain and the Rossoneri, baby. Just don't entertain it. Um, so I've got a number of questions, and as the host with the most, if I go around each of you, I'll ask for your pick for that question, and then a little explanation for each one. So, Keenan, I'll uh, have you kick us off. Which English team do you think will go furthest in the competition? Now, I should specify, we do have three Liverpool fans plus me. No, it won't. It won't be Liverpool. I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> I will be dead, dead true for it. I don't. I don't think it'll be us. I actually don't know if I can utter these these words on a recording because I feel like Byron will just use it against me at some point in the future. But I, I honestly think it'll be United, yeah. and that that's that's hurtful. But that's <laughs> that's that's the. I think that's how they'll go. I think they'll go far. It'd be interesting to see if the team gels. They've also got to remember they've got Ebra to come back as well when you start getting out the group stage. Byron has got a very sour face, but he, he scores goals. <laughs> that much is true. In the competition as well. Yeah, he, he scores goals. Rory, you echoing those sentiments? No, I think Man City might actually do well this year. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, it's about time they actually went far into the competition. It seems to be that they they end up knackering themselves up, coming second in the group, get drawn against the horrible last sixteen, and you know it just goes downhill from there. But I think Man City, if if they can, my only thing is that generally you get far in these competitions by keeping clean sheets at home. I don't think necessarily it's always the team that gets the away goal. I think if you keep a clean sheet at home, nick one away, you're in a very strong position in the sense that you know the team needs to now beat you. Yeah, two one away. Uh, TK, what about you? Um, as we kind of noted there as well, it does largely depend on you can have luck of the draw. Yeah, you yeah. could hit a roll, and then if you get Barca last sixteen, you could be fucked anyway. But um, I always tend to go City, but I do think kind of like Rory just mentioned, I think their defensive frailties is probably get exposed mostly in Europe, probably even more so than the Prem. Mm. Just because I think tactically teams know how to set up against the team with a weak defence better, and they know how to make those adjustments. And I think a team like Barca or Real against that defence could have a field day potentially like yeah. Osamendi if he has one of his bad days mm. they're going to be big trouble my boy <laughs> oh, there you go. there's another one of Byron's boys <laughs> into um, the collection well, I'm, I'm going to go for United as well um, I do think of the four City have the best squad but kind of like you touched five. on I'm not counting Spurs in that <laughs> he's not acknowledging them but um, kind of like you mentioned I think they're them defensively I'll back United in a one-off game where they need to get a result particularly with Mourinho whether you like yeah, it or not I think they can scumbag their way through and we know they get the luck of the draw plenty That their draw in the Europa League last year was ri- ridiculous yeah. Yeah. Um, 
If we move on then, and I'll go the other way around. So, the dark horse of the competition. So, probably say outside of the top four favourites, maybe. Any of those. So, I'll go with Napoli. Okay. Um, I just think... Poor result to open. Yeah, I know. I I do think, though, they've got a pretty weak group with um, Besiktas, Porto and Monaco in terms of their attacking force. And so, I'd still back them to top that group, I think. No side's particularly going to relish going up against the front line of Mertens, Insigne, Hamsik, and mm. Italian side. You, you, they know how to defend. I know the first game it kind of contradicts that, but yeah. I think in terms of a team that has the talent there to push further on, and some of the other big teams have lost parts around them, then I'd back them in to get through the group stage, and then maybe a weak side in the last sixteen, and then it's just luck, isn't it? See what, see where you go from there. Um, Chike I think potentially bearing in mind the players they've lost and the squad's been ripped apart I think Monaco could still put on a decent run I think with that being said they would have to be considered an underdog if they get yeah. kind of quarterfinals or after then they've done very well I think yep. um, I don't know why but I've got a strange feeling that and you might hear me out here but I think Spurs could get out of the group and I think if they get yeah. an okay draw and get to the quarters then they've done very well as well they yeah, can't, we're kind of sleeping be. on them a little bit in the, their previous in the Champions League they've kind of tended to flop I could see them maybe particularly if maybe the league form slides a little bit maybe having more of a look at the Champions League yep. and you can kind of base your season off that if you have a good season in that then that kind of, you can hang your hat on that really. yeah. uh, What about you Rory? Very hard one this show I think it's, it's hard to look past the ones at the top of the market just because you know they they are so strong. Um, yeah, not so much to win it, but maybe someone who's just going to give it a good go, push, yeah, push I, on further. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see Spurs do well. I mean, they've got an attacking line that can score against anyone, and they've probably got a, a team that could set up and get a, a result against anyone. It is just that stringing it all together. It seems to be with Spurs, but you know, it is the more experience you get in these competitions, the better you often get. Um, unless you're England, you get to these <laughs> competitions all the time and never seem to learn. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see, I mean, maybe I'm a bit biased, they got a result against Liverpool, but I mean, Sevilla have got a lot of European pedigree lately. I mean, I know it's only Europa League, but the way that they have been set up to go through these competitions and, you know, you, you do the right things at the right times and you, you just never know if, if they could translate that up. They have got some half-decent players in that team. and They might just aim for third and try and win that Europa again. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, Keenan, what about you? Close us off. <clears throat> um, I think, look, be I think either Monaco, as TK said, the other one just looking at the group, because I think the four teams in that group, any one of them could feasibly go and win it, is Leipzig. Like, yeah. it, think, mm. Look at that group is Besiktas, who are on three. Uh, Monaco and Leipzig both on one, and Porto on on nothing, obviously, got beat by Besiktas. Any one of those four in the next five games come out on top, and as everyone said, come top, cross your fingers, you get a favourable draw yeah. coming out, and then you're in, then you're away. And as Byron said, it's a little bit, a little bit lucky again. You would not, wouldn't be the first time people get a decent draw, get into the quarters, and once you get to the quarters, if you can nick an away goal, yeah. do you know what I mean? It, it, once you get to a certain point, I'm not expecting them to go and beat Barca or Bayern or the or PSG but to to get to the quarters I think for Leipzig will be quarters yeah. edging the semis if they don't quite get I think it's a good result for them Definitely. It's you say about uh, top in the group Arsenal come second in the group get by and top the group get by and <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't really help us um, 
maybe a slightly easier group of contenders to choose from then if we go for the top scorer um so keenan if you want to kick us off we'll go back around again uh who have you got for this one neymar <laughs> i don't think they'll i don't think they'll win it but i think they'll do i think they'll get to i think they can get to the semis and they are absolute brushing through teams like watch them against celtic not a great comparison because they're <laughs> shit but um they they just cut for him. They I, I was six 0 It could have like you're honestly, and I'm not exaggerating. Could have been twelve. There were chances missed. Craig Gordon made two very good saves. There were chances that you're looking at, and as the ball comes across, thinking that's in. Like you're just shutting your eyes. Like Neymar could have, could have had three or four, and then they they'll come out of that group. Probably go for the sixteen. Go for the quarters. Get to the semis. Play teams in and around their caliber, and then it'll be interesting to find out. But I think he'll finish top scorer. Rory, what about you? I think we're a bit of a sort of skewed thing because we are looking at this after one game, but the two best players in the world scored three and two goals. Messi got a hat-trick and Ronaldo got two. And Messi played against the, probably the second best team in the group and he still scored a hat-trick. How many goals is he going to get against the weaker side, you know? <laughs> and with Ronaldo, he had one that hit the underside of the bar, bounced back onto the line and was probably about three inches yeah. from getting a hat-trick. So you just got to look at it sort of in a realistic way and think those two are probably top goal scorers every season. I don't see why it'd be any different. So which one are you going for? Just because I like Messi more and he's already got one goal more. I'll go for Messi. All right, TK? Got to look at these realistically, mate. One goal. <laughs> yeah, I was going to go with Ronaldo in terms of I just think he's... he's I don't want to say he's selfish, but he is a selfish player. But he's a guy who wants to get records and <laughs> he's wants... A yeah, and I think he'll be looking to get the extra goals. Is he is he the highest scorer in Champions League at the minute? Yeah. yeah. He's got like 30 or something, hasn't he? Yeah. Something which mad. So Sorted himself out the last few seasons. I could see him looking to, I could see him looking to do the same again, even if Real aren't looking like winning it. He'll still want a personal accolades. So. I think they got about 60 apiece, haven't they? That's mad. That's silly. nuts. Raul was previous yeah. to top with about 45, I think. 52. He can't ever really he's write Ronaldo off. He's yeah. got he's got about eight kids now, and he's only impregnated <laughs> one woman. So <laughs> loves a surrogate. Just rolls me. It looked like his issue with Carl Walker's bird it doesn't really impact his results for football. Though. We all know about Carl Walker's bird. <laughs> Never heard this one. We all know. All right, so I'm going with Neymar side with Keenan here. Um, as he said, I think they'll fall short of winning the competition, but they've got four games in the group against Celtic and Anderlecht, so I think he'll fill his boots there and then he'll only need a couple more and he'll probably yeah, do the business. Yeah. Okay, from there then, uh, a breakout star for this year's uh, Champions League. So, may, oh, I don't know quite how to describe it because I think I know some people might pick, but uh, someone maybe just to put themselves on the map, maybe establish themselves more than they have already. Uh, TK, if you want to kick us off. I don't like to say it because I don't really want him in the shot window, but I could see Mane having a bit of a worldie. Uh, I did think him, actually. Yeah, same in the league as well, to be fair, but in the Champions League especially, I think could get more exposure for him. And people are looking at Coutinho... I think when you watch a Liverpool game, you'd be more worried about losing Mane than Coutinho for me um, in terms of what he brings. This can win games on his own. Yeah, it's a bit of a side note. Was he signed to like a six-year deal when you signed him? I think he's on a decent length deal. Because I saw, like, I don't pay any attention to paper gossip, but I'm just bringing it up. Hmm. So they've said Liverpool face a struggle to keep hold of Mane. 
I thought it was on like a six-year deal. Yeah, was that earlier today? Yeah. Yeah, there's the first thing I've seen kind of linking him with a move away, which kind of started my sort of worry. Yeah. This, this is how it starts, and then it kind of spirals <laughs> from there, doesn't it? But instantly, it's basically as soon as Real Madrid, Barca, whatever, interested, then it's, they're yeah. going to struggle to keep him. So, um, Rory, what about you? Um, it's the hard one, really, really hard one. The one I thought maybe doesn't get the recognition that perhaps he deserves from his Premier League is, is maybe Harry Kane. And if he went and got a few goals in the Champions League and people started realising that, you know, he, he doesn't just get these goals against... A lot of people have heard criticisms of, oh, well, he scores against the smaller teams. Then I think, well, he scores against the bigger teams as well, so I don't really get that, that argument. But perhaps if he went and scored, you know, like he got a couple the other night, maybe if he went and bagged... Dream of dreams, he gets the winner against Real Madrid, for example. You know, you, you just never know. You're asking who could be the breakout star. You know, he's got it all set up for him to possibly do that if he carries them through the group. Or we want a bail winner there. Hey, we want a bail winner there. <laughs> that would be, that would be quite funny. We've said about sports stars before that it really helps when you can talk to sell yourself. Unfortunately, in Harry Kane's case, uh, I'm not Keenan. Entertain that. <laughs> Well, TK's point about Mane, very, very, very good. Um, probably spot on. Or probably spot on. He's got potential. He's at the moment when we play in the league, looks like our our best player. So direct, so quick. Big performances in Europe. Obviously, sort of relates to us getting out of the group quite comfortably to see who we get drawn against. Yeah. Um, the other one, and I can't believe I'm actually going to say this again because it just relates to United, and it's just, I'm probably going to have to go home and just like wash my tongue with bleach or something. Um, <laughs> He's Lukaku, first time playing playing properly in the Champions League, where he's yeah. going to start. When he's going, he's going to if he's fit, he starts every game. When they when I think United will walk out of that group. Um, once they do that, if they get drawn against a bigger team, be inter- be interesting as well because obviously criticism of Lukaku last year was that he went walkabouts against bigger teams, mm. like where Forty said Harry Kane scores against pretty much everyone. Lukaku was saying he didn't perform against big teams. Can he if he can change that and carries that into Europe? Then he, he got you make the argument. Me and TK were talking before we came on here about uh, Lukaku yesterday scoring against Everton, then doing the celebration <laughs> so like to the crowd, and then going. I was just a bit of banter with them. The disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> um, my pick, another boy here that I've nurtured from a young age, Yuri Tielemans, football manager legend. Yeah. Oh wow! Do you not play football manager? No, yes. Who is he playing? Do you not play football manager? Yes, but who does he play for? You're not very. You need to have a word with your scouts. <laughs> who does he play for? Now, now plays for Monaco. Oh, okay. Um, did play for Anderlecht. Very good signing for them. Yeah, so he's got kind of a, a bit of a job on his hands, but with the players that left. But I think that might help, and he can make an impression Is there. Still allowed to come in. Left, is he a left winger? No, dominate middle of the park. Um, but he like proved he could handle the responsibility of carrying a team when he was putting the Anderlecht team at 17 years old. So. If he can make a mark, all it really needs is one big game in the Champions League, and you kind of make a name. <laughs> Bail. It helped with uh, Wilshire against yeah, that, that Barcelona. They lost that game as well. Yeah, but he just kind of came out shows. Yeah, it? Barca. When Wilshire played Wilshire, Barcelona yeah, yeah. years ago, it kind of does put you, and it gets people talking, whether it's positive or negative, and it at least gets people talking about you. Mm. Um, then just finally, we'll go for who wins it. So um, I'll kick us off here. Um, I think it's hard to look past Real Madrid. They've done like the impossible mission where they've won it and they've actually managed to become better 
in the interim, uh, all without signing anyone of note. I was gonna, I was expecting someone to say Asensio for the breakout star, and that's why I was unsure whether you could really put him in that bracket. So that's what I was saying before. But they've had obviously the rise of Isco and Asensio come through now into their squad. They've got a competitive team where they have they're fighting for places there still. Didn't know whether you already counted them as breakout. That's already. that's well, what if, I mean. That's why I was, was here, he probably would have been his too. No, he, would have said, he, would have, he would have said Douglas Costa. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they don't appear to have slipped at all, whereas the rivals have. Barca seem to have slipped. Um, yeah. Everyone else, Juve maybe have improved, but I'll still go with uh, Real Madrid. Uh, I can't really see past them nailing on a hat-trick of titles. Uh, TK, let's go to you next. All right, just off the back of that, I was going to throw a rogue pick in that if they get Costa, then potentially I think Atletico, they okay, know yeah. how to, they know what's in the competition. Yeah. But um, I know you've, I think all of, you, all of you have kind of alluded to, they think PSG will do well, but for sure. I'm going to say PSG on the basis, I think they can get enough momentum that they can steamroll small teams that confidence can build. They can kind of do the same in the French league as well. Um, and I do think back to that first game against Barcelona where they did dominate them physically, look good, could outrun them, could outwork them. And obviously now got more technically gifted players on top of it. it might- I know you'll probably point to the second leg. But then one of my thoughts there was they've got this financial fair play investigation and it's rumoured they're going to get rid of Di Maria and Draxler in January. Okay. Let's... But yeah, if they keep hold of them, then absolutely. Yeah. And I'd... That's that's the thing. They don't even necessarily have to play them. They've got good, midfi- good midfielders that can work and then you've got that front three that can score goals on its own. So... I think they've done quite a smart thing with their midfield as well and the fact that they've built players who are all quite defensively minded. Yeah, exactly. Players that will work in there. Or who can be defensively minded and then just let the front three just go and well, run. They, they have the likes of Rabio on the bench who would get into almost any other team as a defensive yeah. midfielder and he mm. forms a bench for them behind Verratti who is Verratti's ridiculous. Class, exactly. yeah. yeah, so... I, yeah, I just think they've been building for a long time now. I think kind of threatened to do something and not really done it in the Champions yeah. League I think that's what the one they want more than anything Definitely. Um, and at, at some point you'd probably assume they're going to do it because they keep throwing money at it and probably I'll go with this year I think we do usually get those um, like storyline draws in the Champions League and I think we may well see Barca PSG if yeah, both keep going yeah definitely it. I could definitely see it uh, Rory what about you yeah I know what you're saying about it being hard to look past Real Madrid but I mean to win it three times on the try is so hard to win it once, let alone three times on the bounce. Uh, it is hard to look past them, but I think maybe even Bayern Munich have been a little bit underestimated this year. I mean, I know they didn't look great the other night, but they're well, still still a very good side. But I think if I was going to be pushed for, a, pushed for a selection, I think with Neymar leaving, all the hype being on Real Madrid, I can see Messi just being absolutely flawless this year and carrying them through. So and they have still got Suarez there, who's... Not bad option, though. No. You know. Something a bit interesting about Bayern Munich, which I was reading the other day, which is apparently the uh, the players aren't a big fan of working with Ancelotti because they were saying with um, Pep Guardiola, they didn't necessarily enjoy training, but he would give them all individual things, what they can improve on, and he would make them do drills as for looking for certain pockets of space. And apparently um, training with Ancelotti, he very much believes if you're at the club, then you have the ability to be doing... So we'll do a, like, this is how we're going to play the weekend. And then... It's almost just like we we'll do an eleven versus eleven match. He's very much like you know when you used to play when you were younger. You used to go to training for that match at the end. <laughs> but 
these players now they've played with other managers they want to be improving and they mm. under Ancelotti it's like you don't really improve you just you just stagnate and he expects if you're there you've got the talent to be doing what he wants you to do mm. so it'll be interesting to see if maybe some players aren't too happy there or what they do when they come up against another bigger team um, and then just finally Keenan who have you got uh, winning it I agree with you mate I think I think Real will win it I know for I know Rory's say it's hard to win it three times, but no one in the Champions League era anyway, no one had won it twice up until no, then this year. No. So if anyone's got the squad to do it, um, I think it's mid- oh, well. I think there are a lot of great squads out actually in European football, but I think Real have got enough about them to go and win that for for a third time. Which if they do, not only is it historic, but it's absolute scenes. Isn't it? In line with some of the reactions I was dishing out this weekend across all three fight cards, I thought a good question to ask uh, the three of you would be, what is uh, the most emotion that sport has brought out of you? Uh, Rory, if you kick us off. How many do you want? Just, we'll just go around in a circle until uh, we run out or we, we've been going for a while. Well, <laughs> obvious ones are we've got just Liverpool one. winning the Champions League would probably be my earliest real happy memory of sport. When we come back, and it was the greatest comeback in the history of sport. What about Arsenal against Ludo Goretz last year? <laughs> <laughs> you get my point. Um, yeah, that was pretty emotional. Um, especially considering the fact I've been to a couple of the games that season and, and watched us beat some of the teams on the road to our to our winning final. Um, the first ever game I went to watch. So you Liverpool. got to see Smeets alive. Yeah, well, the first ever game I went to watch at Liverpool was when they beat um, Leverkusen in the last sixteen three one at home. Yeah, and that was that was like uh, a Christmas present, which is obviously. And then you were out for the Juve game as well. Yeah, and then when when Louis Garcia, when Louis Garcia bent that volley over first. Buffon. Then you got to watch Scott Carson make an absolute just, some just of the disgusting players, effort as Zambrotta, Zambrotta header. Oh some of the Cannavaro. Some of the players on that pitch: Cannavaro, Jose Dudek, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Pavel Nedved, Milan Barros. Dudek and Barros. I was just making the point. The Liverpool legends we had: Jimmy Traore. Yeah, your Traores. Good time. Did Bishka get around? I'm not sure actually. <laughs> Eagle Bishkan. <laughs> we kept a clean sheet against Madrid with Senderos and Seagan at the back. Seagan, I've got yeah. even played for Arsenal. TK, uh, carry us on. Yeah, I thought Istanbul had to get a mention, didn't it? Um, one you're probably not going to enjoy. This is going to be torturous here with just yeah. three Liverpool fans. <laughs> no, I've got to give the mention just because probably the first proper happy one I had was the FA Cup final. The Michael Owen one. So that's, the, that's the first football game I remember watching. I remember a couple before that, but that was the first, the big, big thing I remember. Yeah, I yeah. Remember. obviously that last minute yeah, so I was turnaround. Started off with Arsenal early, which is disappointment. <laughs> yeah, that was... what you're into? Yeah. As a kid, that was pretty yeah. special. Because it was proper late, wasn't it, as well? Yeah. I don't even remember Liverpool being that in the game. Until... No, no, Arsenal were all over yeah. him. It was a terrible, terrible, terrible performance from Liverpool. So literally Mike Owens literally just nicked it. Summed up Arsenal. Daylight robbery. Um, if I carry us on round, we can keep with the theme of Liverpool, which I've got a couple against them. <laughs> 2011, Arsenal still in uh, competition for the title, need a win really to keep going. Van Persie gets a penalty in like the 93rd <laughs> minute, which he tucks away. 
the ref then, for some reason, carries on playing, carries on playing, carries on playing. <laughs> a buoy, may peace be upon him, <sighs> puts in a tackle which is made the most of. Come on, it's a stupid tackle. By Coit, I think it might be on Coit. And then he steps up, takes the penalty. Um, I'm having a fit. <laughs> Kicking doors, <laughs> punching walls, the all, all sorts. My mum has had the nerve to shout up, it's just a game. <laughs> and to be quiet. And I shouted back down for her to be quiet. <laughs> I was kicked out of the house. <laughs> and um, Did you get to see the penalty first? Or? Yeah. That, it was after you'd scored that I was kicking all sorts. Oh, God. Um, I was kicked out of the house. Um, had to go and play five aside, which two minutes into the game I was pushed over in the wet AstroTurf by a John Carew lookalike. <laughs> oh, I've forgotten Dalgleish telling Wenger to piss off, which still riles me to this day. He should have pissed off. Okay. Well, I don't understand. Disgusting. So, like, so no other manager ever told him to fuck off or piss off on the sideline. No, you just didn't see it. Well, on I don't camera. like. I don't like them either. Fergie, Phil Brown. What about? Yeah, I know. I know Arsenal fans hold grudges. I'm aware of that. But um, so, so you don't think Wenger's ever like disrespected anyone? Uh, never without reason. Okay, the, the, there we go. Little push on Mourinho. <laughs> yeah, Mourinho when shut he, it. When he tried, when he tried it with Pardew, and Pardew would have had him. Come on, no, you'll admit that he wouldn't. Come on, Pardew. You've seen that but on David Moyes. He you don't know, care. You know, you know when he'd have had him. Pardew would get banged. <laughs> we can keep with the theme of Liverpool. 2008 Champions League, as Rory oh, mentioned. So sweet. Walcott's ran the entire pitch. Pass to Adebayor. Made a pass as well. I Ran was, and made a pass. Screaming, take him out. And then for yeah, some, why didn't they take him for out? some reason, Arsenal. Uh, I think it's Walcott stops Adebayor celebrating when he's running the clock down in a little dance. Get back in position. <laughs> Babel dives at the other end. One of the worst I've ever seen. Gerard steps up, scores obviously, and then Babel dinks it over the keeper <laughs> late on when everyone's forwards. Oh, so good, so good. Cried after that match. <laughs> <laughs> Missed an integral part of our bubble goal. Forgetting where he picks the ball up and just just goes through the two centre halves when they could have just taken the red. <laughs> I got my just, butter. Just, just cuts through him. Just oh, just silkily, and then just <laughs> just just that little delicate finish. <laughs> he had it inside inside our half when there's literally. I think it was just Fabregas back. I think we'd all agree it's better than Walcott's run. Walcott's run. He peaked there. That was it. That was him done. I actually had his uh, name on the back of my shirt that year as well. Nice, one of my favourite Arsenal shirts, white with the gold trim. It was a good year for kits for Arsenal. That one, that one. I want to give another mention to another football game: England v Wales last year. That is one of the most special moments Honestly, I've ever I watched live. After that, <laughs> or when Liverpool beat. Chelsea on penalties to reach the oh. 2007 final. You can't go from that to that. That was that a is, that, no, no. I just want to go. This is what sport can do to you: the high of reaching the final on penalties to the low of losing in the final. That was pretty tough. It's Filippo when we got robbed yeah. by that horrendous free. Oh, I'm not even gonna do it. That free kick, yeah. It's, hard. it's the same as England beat Wales. No more than what was it? Two weeks later, lose to Iceland. 
the the Iceland one was one I had to mention. I I woke up at times like this year. I was like in a bad mood. I was like, what, what am I in a bad mood? And I was, oh yeah, we lost to Iceland last and, year. Uh, Over a year ago, I was waking up a bit depressed though. That Euro Another game, I cried. Roy, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I cried at the end of that as well. <laughs> I remember that, he messaged saying he cried about it. I was probably that, thinking about it. That Euros did a lot to my emotions. I bet France for weeks. Oh, and then when Adair slid that one in, when Ronaldo went off, I thought, game's dead. Yeah. It's <laughs> over. Count your money now. <laughs> we had that tournament, there was some overreactions. We're a uh, good pal of all of us. <laughs> so crying in a pub after England drew with Russia. <laughs> the first game, and they drew. It's like Samuel Toft. Yeah, cried. <laughs> cried. Cried in a pub after we drew with Russia. That's patriotism. Yeah, at least he realised it was going downhill. Um, How low was the ceiling? Yeah, <laughs> he was stood up. He was stood up. Oh, he stood up on one of the tables. Beer can on it. It's fine. Yeah. You can do what you want. Yeah. Champions League final 06, I cried. <laughs> more because, more because I thought, oh, I remember going upstairs and my mum asking me why I was crying, told her why. She was like, sorry, you can back next year. And I was like, but no one really going to leave. <laughs> 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 A million miles off. I've got some. I've got some positive ones as well. Frosty Groves too. That'd be a positive oh one. Jesus God. Christ, you animal! <laughs> what is wrong with you? I've got that on my list. I refused to watch that knockout again for about a year until I just caught it on that Sky advert. That it was on, and I watched actually. They, they had the fight back on Sky the other day, and I actually watched it for the first time. But speaking of robberies earlier, Groves was on his way to being robbed there. Yeah, first and second one. He was, yeah. Actually. Um, Don't really matter when you get killed both times. <laughs> When you get slapped, it don't really matter. Disrespect. Probably one of my favourite KOs ever. He was on his way to being robbed until Fox lined that right hand up. I was about to bring up a good. I was about to bring up a good memory with Keenan, and after he said this, (laughs) Belly Macabre, Belly where he's knocked him out. Some old blokes hugging me. I was. I don't know why. Um, That night was terrible. That 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 night where Liverpool just ganged up on us. Oh, Leave, oh, leaving Goodison Park desperate for a curry as you do I've heard this we're walking down and there was, there was a conspiracy where every scouser could sh- just down there mate the same direction we walked for about 35 minutes and still nobody there's no curry house in sight we've then had Keenan well we've not been able to get a taxi so we've asked a uh, takeaway how much will it how much will it cost us for you to deliver us with the food he's gone how much do you want to offer Keenan's gone 25 quid just straight <laughs> off the bat and then he's gone have you seen my menu mate and it was all like a quid like, look at the two of us You'll, we'll be alright <laughs> he, he, he moans about this all the time but then he forgets what an absolute feast we had like it was a meal fit for kings <laughs> until I woke up in the morning all I've heard is just a flush of a chain to wake me up Keenan's come out and gone oh fucking hell that food's gone right through me <laughs> let's move on we don't have too much longer left um Alright, uh, but I'll get to you, Keenan. One for TK. Um, Kyrie's winner in game in uh, game seven. But yeah, Cleveland winning that was pretty class. Was Pure, very, very tense. And because game seven was such a like, we don't know when we're going to see one again. The fashion it went, it was just back and forth, back and forth, back. It was like a perfect game seven. It kind of all hinged for LeBron on that really as well, didn't it? So the only way it could have been better is if LeBron had not been fouled on that dunk, and that would have been the crowning picture. That would have been yeah, the picture like you said, wouldn't it? Definitely. Oh, all right, Keenan, you Patriots last year. Oh, that was, that, was, that was pretty special, wasn't it? I can just remember the BBC commentary and they were like, you fell asleep for Brexit, you fell asleep <laughs> for Trump. 
don't fall asleep to watch the Patreon. So I'm just like, I'm staying up. <laughs> the only thing is, me, it's, it. it's good for you there. Me and TK are obviously hyped for the moment, but yeah. in terms of neither of us supporting Patriots, it would have meant a lot more if it was like oh, our right. team. Because I, I was back in the first. Because for yeah. us, it was the <laughs> pack, my, my boy Packers, yeah. Packers Cowboys. That was two nuts. days before where you know, they've blown it, and then they get the field goal late on. Yeah, and the late, yeah, the late. And field the fact goals, that I had a, a substantial, heavy investment and was close to throwing myself off the top of my house <laughs> at halftime. A more recent one, I've got uh, Peter Wright missing six darts in the Premier League finals and robbed me of two hundred quid when he did it on purpose. <laughs> did it on purpose? He did. Oh my he did. god! <laughs> <laughs> he's going to cry again. All right, any just to round us off here because I know Rory's going to make a run for the exit soon. Uh, got a chicken Kiev waiting. It's all all name one more. Rory, go. Uh, a final one to mention. We will go for Jordan Spieth. Just watching him in general. Golf. Just watching him. That Masters, when he's hit it in the water, and I just thought, that's oh, all right, he's still leading. And he's hit it in the water again. I've never been more upset with a six. I backed Danny Willett at 66 to 1. Anyone <laughs> wants to check it out, check out my Betway blog. Rory Ford, Betway. You'll get it. <laughs> and I'm not being funny, but when he's missed that second shot and it's just dropped in the water. And the cash out has just gone grey. And you're trying to tap it as fast as you can. Golf I've... can't be doing this to you. That's like oh, TK coming up next. This, this great game of test cricket. But it's every shot. Every shot is a moment. That one where he sliced it right. More just so far right. In the Open this year, I was... Genuinely, I nearly walked up to Royal Burkdale. <laughs> with my golf club and showed him how to do it. TK. I'm going to go with earlier this year, Gross Tudinoff. Because oh. they're live at the at the fight. I cried. Seeing him do it, yeah. Brian did have a little tear. We went absolutely mental. A few beers. It was all yeah. there. <laughs> a few beers. <laughs> a few too many Britney Spears. That was um yeah, that was pretty special. Keenan. Do you have a dramatic <laughs> dramatic build up this are we? we <laughs> no, I was just just thinking I like obviously Liverpool entered the conversation a lot. Um, another one that I surprised wasn't mentioned. I will just mention it just for the story. It's when we played Dortmund in the Europa League. Oh, I was there. Um, when That's I was That's there, I'm on the third row, watching it, watching it in my kitchen. When the, when the third goes in, let out this noise that I I'm not really sure how to describe. It was somewhere between a squeal and a screech. <laughs> like, Even I was buzzing for you. Yeah. In fairness. Oh, it was, it was a mad. Sort of, it was like the Patriots thing you said, wasn't it? And then when when Diana, my mum is not a fan of football, and she she was just telling me to shut up, and I was like, mum. Sure. <laughs> Europa League, yeah. Relax. <laughs> was a common when Premier competition. When when they when they on scored the uh, scored and it's gone in. I have I I danced out of my kitchen through the front room across my mum and dad. Twenty one years of age at this point, by the way. I look like an absolute. No, I'm twenty two actually. I look like a tit. But I am danced around the bottom level of my house and back to the kitchen to wait for the final whistle. I don't want to mention it, but Liverpool v Chelsea will still haunt me. What? I didn't I like, even want to bring oh it up. God, I like bro. that Liverpool um, fans all just reunited and just kind of forgot how much they hate Lovren just for that <laughs> brief moment. There's too many to mention. I think sport, I will what? say it time and time again, you can't write movies like you can what? watch sport. We, we did that. Top, I got one to um, close us out, which um, I've only just thought of. In terms of the ups and downs of sports, what about um, Annie Power at Cheltenham? I, no, I was thinking about going to racing when Bobsworth won the Gold Cup, for example, and I had had what was about a month's wages on it 
and I was like 17. Man like size in John. <laughs> we don't endorse underage gambling. <laughs> but even still, and it was just little things like, or when um, Annie Power came second in the World Hurdle, I was probably the only person in the whole of Cheltenham that wasn't worried when it fell. I mean, I was. it was horrible to watch, but yeah. when it came second at, at Cheltenham in the World Hurdle, and I'd been backing it probably every week since about November, all the way till March. And it comes up the hill, and I'm screaming for Ruby Walsh, just let her go, Ruby. She's running all over them. And about halfway up the run, and I'm thinking, I've, I've lost. <laughs> I've just lost. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just there's too many to mention with horses. Too many. We'll have one more tale from Keen, and then I'll close us out. When I start this story, Rory will know exactly where I'm going with it. The uh, long run <laughs> won, won the Gold Cup. I'm done. I'm done. I've heard this story <laughs> at least a hundred times. I just wait outside because like, it's, it's what six years six years later. Probably longer. And I, I still not got over it. Yeah, long run won the Gold Cup. Me, uh, I went racing. With, it was first Gold Cup I ever went to. Actually, it was not like on the Friday. Me, my dad, uh, and one of my dad's mates. We went up. My man Paul. Yeah, man like <laughs> man like Paul. Um, we went up and we we did like. I suppose just basically on I guess people know and we did a couple of quad pots a couple of place pots a jackpot but all this money fired on accumulators and singles and we were having phenomenal day winners here sec- like seconds here um I'm not, I was about 16 at a point in time, mate, to be honest. Um, I was just firing. As Foley said about a month's wages, I was just firing it everywhere. It was like the closest I've ever come to balling, uh, I'll be honest. But money's going on. We're having winners and seconds. We're going on. We're going on. Long run wins the Gold Cup. We've all had money on that. I had like a little... I, I a bit of a shit house to be honest so I don't bet a lot of money an individual on an individual bet but I, we went on my dad's mate had loads on it thinking good night we are we'll have a great night there both kind of thing I'm 16 so I won't be going anywhere I'll probably get <laughs> taxi on and maybe a small portion of chips with what's <clears throat> carry on and it gets on and then it comes towards the end of the day Willie Twiston Davis is on baby run he's on baby run <sighs> wow um He's to be fair, he's, he's like my age, so he was sixteen as well at the time. It comes on, it it comes on and falls at falls at the last Definitely. second last. Sorry, he's right. Falls at the second last. I can actually tell you, I was in the middle to watch that race, the middle of the course. It wasn't like I was in the ground. They say he broke his leg. Honestly, if I'd have caught the kid that day with the amount of money he cost me, I, <laughs> I would have broken him. That is it. Very underrated part of this story. Still believes Zemski would have won the race regardless whether Baby Run stands up. <laughs> watch the man's face. <laughs> what wrong? <laughs> oh, we've got to play these games. Yeah, uh, that was that was horrendous. I've got so a sport as Rory said there is some onto itself. I could sit here for probably the next twelve hours and go through a oh, list yeah. of them, and not sure. not even go through, not even scratch the surface. I'll give a little tip of mention just to one that still gets your goosebumps now. The Aguero, yeah. it's Ooh. just no matter what. I can't imagine what it's like for a United fan, but yeah. everyone else, literally everybody else watching it is still getting like hairs on the back of your neck now. Oh, well, I think that's a good episode today. We've had some uh, claims coming out. We've had some uh, good little anecdotes. I think it's possibly the foremost depressing voices you'll ever hear on a podcast. Telling uplifting but, stories, that's fine. Yeah, it's all gone well. So um, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Spitballing Podcast. As always, if you could uh, give us a follow on Twitter at SpitballingPod, check the website www.spitballingpod.com, leave us a review on iTunes, like on SoundCloud, all the business, and uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you.